very happy to have on with us Dan Ives, Managing Director, Equity Research at Wedbush Securities. Great to have you on. You made a big call yesterday. Everybody was talking about Dan Ives raising the price target from 180 to 190 for Apple. Of course, I remember so many times when you were talking about 200 plus. Um, where do we stand here? You've had some really good bullish cases. I guess we hit a bump in the road. Now what? I mean, look, Nicole, the bump in the row is really supply chain driven. Uh, you know, in terms of what we saw in China, now we're seeing demand rebound uh, in China and globally. I mean, at this point, you would have expected that we saw production cuts given where we are even on the macro. That's not what we're seeing coming out of Asia this week. And that's important because right now, that would mean for the year, their basically trajectory is probably 68 million above where the street is. And I think it just shows a rock of Gibraltar name in this storm. And, and obviously, people continue to doubt Apple, but I believe it's the opposite. Right. And I, I know you made the note that over the holiday season, it wasn't a demand issue. In fact, it was a supply chain issue. There was a lot of talk about whether or not the demand was waning, whether or not people really had an interest in the iPhone uh, 14 Pro, et cetera. You know, um, tell me where we stand on products and launches in the next 12 months. I mean, what are you going to expect out of Apple? Well, first off, I mean, even when you take a step back, they've added about 120 million new iPhones over the last year. That's significant in terms of services, attach rates. I think that dynamics may be underestimated in terms of by the street. But I think the big launch is going to be coming up in the, in the spring WWDC where I think they announced the AR, VR headset, Apple Glass. I think that's going to be significant in terms of, you know, ultimately laying the groundwork to what's going to be the AI functionality uh, at Apple. And, and I think you put that with the anniversary release of iPhone 15. And I believe we're sitting here at the end of this year, and this yet again is a $3 trillion mark cap, even though right now, I mean, I'm in L.A., the Uber drivers bearish on Apple and tech. Uh, you know, that's funny. Um, in the meantime, when you take a look at this, aren't other companies like Meta working on the same sort of thing? I mean, what's the landscape going to be, the competitive landscape? I mean, it's a Game of Thrones when it comes to this AI arms race. Now, I don't believe, yeah. as opposed to maybe some others, that this is a hype cycle. I think it's real. I think right now, top of the mountain is Nadella and Microsoft because of Chad GBT. But clearly, you look at what Google's doing, that code red, and you know, even after the black eye with Bard, they're aggressively going after it, along with others, including right. Meta, including Apple. And I think that's, that's a, you know, what I view as probably one of the most important sort of overall technology drivers that we've seen in the last decade. Yeah, um, you mentioned Satya Nadella of Microsoft, and, and you like that they are a leader with ChatGPT. Um, you also had over at Google, they were trying to come up with the competition using Bard, and that didn't really work well for them. And then I saw Alphabet took another leg down. Um, what's not happening there? What are they missing? I mean, their big issue, they were in the right lane going 45 miles an hour, and Nadella was in the left lane going 85. And ultimately, they got caught. I mean, Emperor has no clues situation. I mean, they basically got caught, you know, I think really off guard. They tried to spin up yeah. that, you know, that, that ultimately launched. That was an epic disaster. And now they're chasing Microsoft, even though from DeepMind to everything else, Google's actually had the technology 
you know, within their sort of ecosystem for the last four or five years. Right. I mean, Sundar Pichai certainly was trying to corral the folks and, and put them in, you know, in the hot seat to try and have a competitive edge there, um, not necessarily working. What's your bullish case on some of these names here that we are talking about? Before I get to the Tesla and the EV world, I, I would like to know where you think these names could be headed, names like Apple and Microsoft and such. Yeah, I mean, Apple, I think sort of 225 you know, is where I've used sort of bull case, you know, base case called 190, you know, to, to 200 hours. Um, you know, I, I look, I think Microsoft here, you know, I sort of think base case is about 25% upside bull case, potentially 30, 35% just because, you know, I could argue Microsoft that the chat GPT actually could add about $20 per share on some of the parts as this all plays out with Azure. Are you about um, just things getting in the way of these goals and these more bullish cases? I mean, whether it is um, an economic downturn, unemployment, higher rates, or even just a lot of scrutiny on something like Chat GPT, because there's been a lot of concerns about what's being pumped out from AI, whether or not it's actually true, where is their sources, etc. Um, are, are you expecting some hurdles in some of these things? I mean, there are hurdles, but when I do, I mean, this week, even, you know, do, talking to private companies, developers in San Francisco, and, and what we've seen over the last month, I mean, this is real in terms of the cycle. Now, there are security issues, Beltway could get involved, but it's going to be what I view as a significant technology cycle that, that ultimately is going to be a few hundred billion of market opportunity over the next eight, 10 years. I think overall, yeah. I mean, look, me and you have talked about this a lot, I think in this sentiment, Everyone's using their 2022 playbook for 2023. CPI, PPI, print, job numbers, rate goes to six, seven. You know, and I think in that cycle, that creates the opportunities right. because ultimately once the Fed stops, S&P's at 4,600. And I think that's sort of, you know, what we believe right now is the time to own tech, uh, not sort of believe those that are yelling fire into a crowd theater. I see. Um, okay. And look, I mean, you've made a lot of calls and uh, they worked out. They've really worked out. I mean, know that we've had a little bit of a pullback in 2022, but once again, in 2023, we saw a lot of these things at least get some of that back. Tell me about Tesla, which has been under pressure over the last week or so. Um, but the big picture has still been a great, great performer. What are you focused on after that investor meeting? Look, I think the investor meeting basically laid out that Musk is going to be able to really reduce 30 to 50 percent in terms of the production costs. And that's significant. That's going to lay out eventually what's a sub $30,000 vehicle. It was a flex the muscles moment. And you look at Ford, yeah. look at Rivian, look at Lucid. I think it just shows from a scale and scope perspective what they're seeing. Price cuts has driven significant demand out of the gates. China is obviously a key variable. But I still believe Boogie for the year 1.8 million is probably conservative. I think they could beat that. And I think Tesla's just going sort of, you know, a buy on the rumor selling the new situation post uh, investor day. But, but we be buyers here. When you talked about some of the other names, Ford and Rivian and Lucid, and I think about a lot of the competitors in China, you know, you have uh, Neo and Xpeng and Li Auto and BYD. Um, the competitive landscape is becoming more broad each day, but Tesla certainly has that leap 
forward, that early leap, and Elon Musk and the vision that it's not just a car company, that they're manufacturing, they have batteries, and so on and so forth. Um, what's going to keep Tesla ahead of all the competition in the next several years? Well, I mean, I think it's still Tesla's world that everyone else is paying rent in terms of just scale, scope, battery, mm -hmm. capacity, battery technology. But but it's not, I don't view it as a zero-sum game. I think there's other ways to play in terms of some of the China plays, you know, Neo BYD. I, I think GM is going to be a re-rating name in terms of everything that Mary and the team are doing. And I, this is a green tidal wave. I mean, this is the biggest transformation right. to the auto industry since 1950s, and I think it ultimately is going to be Tesla that leads it, but I think huge investment opportunities the way we see it. And Tesla, what's your target there? Yeah, it's 225, and again, I think bull case could be closer at 250. Right, understood. Dan, it's great to see you. Thank you so much. I'm so glad Thanks you were able to come me. on. Uh, you know, an important time. Thank you, Dan, always. Thanks. Dan Ives, Managing Director, Equity Research, Wedbush Securities.